You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a B2B podcast that brings together real-world insights to help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we bring you the best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunnyside Up. I'm your host, Shubhank, and today I'm here to talk to Alina Gubavu on the BI story through the change management. First of all, to give you a quick introduction about Alina, Alina is a proud Romanian at origins and living the time of her life in Washington State, where she moved with her family right just before the first COVID lockdown in March 2020. She enjoys spending her spare time with her friends and family while personally growing through her well-being activities, winning each day and making the most of her experiences in the USA. On the business note, she currently leads the BI and analytics teams as a strategy for Microsoft small, medium, and the corporate customer segment having been in the Microsoft for 14 years in total. Her organizational agility demonstrated sales competence and customer centricity in all operational excellence activities, ability to find growth opportunities in the addressable market and business team's cohesiveness are the core attributes that compose the foundation of her personal value proposition. Alina, I'm super excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. First of all, appreciate just the invitation, and I want to honor that fact that you and the whole team you work with just tries to expand and reach out to as many folks as, as you guys can. And I am extremely grateful for being part of that community that you reached out into. And then I just want to say, you know, change management has been something like it's it's a foundational piece of my life somehow. So in that sense, I'm extremely excited to have an opportunity to talk about it and see how that can sort of spin up some interesting ideas and inspire other people. So thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thank you, Alina. I think the pleasure is all us. So as as I kind of gave an introduction to you, so there's so many discussions that we had earlier. So the best part is your journey in this industry, probably from Romania and to the US and all the other experiences that you're sharing. Could you just share a little light on that for our audience to get an idea about okay, how your experience has been? Oh, of course. And it has been a journey. It's going to continue to be a journey because I, I just appreciate the things I'm I'm observing every day, honestly. And the I've, I'm, again, grateful. And I want to say that we're so many times <laughs> in all of our time spent today. Honestly, grateful is almost like a theme. It's now with the holidays. Hopefully everybody feels the gratitude for pieces of their life. I feel the sense of gratitude, honestly, for having the courage to make changes in my life. And my journey has been one where I I acknowledge the legacy put on me by the, the people of Romania, by the traditions and all that culture I grew up in. And, and like, I always like to think, honestly, our shells, the thing that, you know, is almost the outer world that people see when they look at us, right? That's something that's built to last but it's, there's so much gold underneath all of us and there's so much greatness inside of us. And my journey has been about finding the inner gold, honestly, and growing it to something that's really abundant into a life that I really want to make it my own. And when I say I want to make it my own, I literally mean I've been able to 
almost have a, this kind of expectations hangover from time to time and in doing a checklist of what is it that I want to become, right? And how do I go from, you know, having been born in Romania, raised by a very traditional family where education has been a centerpiece of my upbringing, but then mm -hmm. how do I expand from not just focusing so much on me becoming my best self through education, but me actually opening up my eyes to the world, honestly. And that's where I, again, I go back to gratefulness. I'm so excited. I took on the challenge of just moving a little bit here and there. And by that, I mean, I've moved from Romania to Germany, now to USA. And, and all of this has been made possible by my professional experience. So working with Microsoft, again, is one of the things that I appreciate because we have a culture of this growth mindset. We have the ability to have people that want to pursue different opportunities go for them. So it's really extremely, almost like a blessing to see myself observe the success in one area actually means gaps in others, but then go and chase what you want to pursue in your life and figure out that purpose in life and figure out how can I live forward? How can I live for something greater than me? And what does that mean for my career, for my personal growth, or maybe for, you know, the relationships I want to nurture with outside of my own family? So yeah, I think it has been a fun journey and it's actually going to become even more fun from now on because I've realized during COVID where I have been quite isolated, I have to say, from family and from everything that I knew familiar to me, I've realized well-being actually means to me well-becoming. And I've realized I want to be clear on what is it that I want to become, who's the person that I want to be. And that actually, for me right now, means I'm continuously reinventing on how I want to be and I want to live my life. So hopefully, again, you can see the change pattern throughout everything mm -hmm. I'm saying now, because that's what I'm really proud of. Change is something that's it has been ingrained in me almost, and I want to celebrate it, right? I've never feared change. I almost always search for change throughout my life and my journey. This is amazing. Yeah, and, and I hope I can inspire other people. You know, don't be afraid of change. It can only serve you well. Absolutely. Can't agree more because the one that hit me hard is like, you got to figure out or you got to kind of get out that goal within you to bring the best out and make sure yeah. that, okay, you succeed in what you're trying to achieve. Because that is, and you're absolutely right. Everybody has something unique within themselves. It's all about yeah. figuring a way to bring it out in the best way. Is something that's one of the most yeah. prettiest activities or a challenge. So I think you are a pro in that, and yeah, I mean that's the reason I'm here to talk to you about everything around coaching, mentoring, PI story, and all the stuff. So that's good to know about uh, about all these things, Arena. So as you're talking about not just exploring the best within you. You also kind of say that you're also trying to mentor and coach all the other people in this industry, personally and professionally as well. So yeah, could you take us through that journey or that experiences that you're trying to kind of bring about a change in terms of sponsoring or mentoring or coaching? Yeah, definitely. And it's so great that we have the ability to address this point here because I'm, I am the person that I'm speaking to today, probably from, mm -hmm. I would say, an evolution and impact from others, right? This has all the, the people that I've had the opportunity to meet throughout my life have left an impact on me for sure. And that's because, first of all, I feel I was open to receive 
what they were able to share with me. And I am probably one of the most coachable person you would find there. And I get so excited to to put myself on the line and to say, hey, who wants to coach me on this one, right? Because this is one of those challenges where I feel that alone, I, I can't go far, you know, further ahead, but I really need somebody to help me out. So I've always had this mindset that things on your own cannot be broken into pieces and re-engineered and reinvented. But once you generate the network that you can work with, whether you mm-hmm. want to reach out for help or whether you feel right now you, you're at the point of your life where you're able to give back to others and to create this almost you know self-fulfilling prophecy that you can always continuously help grow others. I've I've always been that in that mindset. And I think that's where I've always appreciated people throughout my career and my life that wanted to sponsor me, wanted to mentor me, wanted to coach me. And I think there's such a little bit of a difference and distinction between those three pillars of growing a person, right? But they're all very Mm -hmm. much complementing each other and they're all critical. And I've, I've taken myself and put myself into a conversation on sponsoring, mentoring, and coaching all the time because I knew there's growth coming for me, but also for the person on the other side. So trying to play this out from a maybe a professional landscape and, and give it as an example so the audience can figure out a bit of how does this work for me. My principles, honestly, in career have always been agile. For me, I can only drive incremental change over the big risky moves, right? So I've always thought of my career as a bit of a big project. And I've always wanted to optimize, why do I stand for, right? What is almost my career brand and what is it that I want to achieve? And, and you know, I've I've done this kind of thinking so I then know how can I go to you know a sponsor or a mentor and a coach so I can get help for myself in order to help others because the ultimate goal for me honestly is to to realize my potential by serving other people that's just to put it in very blunt and simple terms right and I can do that Mm -hmm. at work I can do that in my personal life but to realize that potentially me of serving others is really something that I need to build, right? It's something that a sponsor is very helpful, right? So for me, the sponsors that I've worked with, and I remember very clearly how that has been extremely beneficial in my career, those have been really leaders that have invested in me. And there's been quite a few of them. And they basically were able to tap into a little bit of, you know, the talent that they saw at the time and then figure out a way to grow that talent giving me access to certain areas of visibility or big projects where I needed to step up my game and, and grow my skills. Maybe they were able to give me, you know, specific job opportunities and talk to me about them and explain how I, I could grow into them, etc. But I think sponsorship is such a critical skill. And it's also a very powerful leadership skill at the same time. Now that I think of where I am, how can I be myself a sponsor, not just you know, benefit from the sponsors I've worked with, I actually want to leverage this as an honestly growing others. It's such a powerful skill that I don't want people to feel, you know, I don't have the authority to become a sponsor. Like nobody gives you any authority to become a sponsor. You choose to become a sponsor by knowing that there's people around you that you can grow to span the level of impact that you want to achieve in your life. So that's why, again, I think this is so relevant for anyone out there 
that has figured out a little bit of their inner power and then wants to pursue in, you know, helping others to find their own. Then there's this pillar of mentorship, which I also spoke about. And I think it's so relevant, honestly, we've all been mentored at one point in life, <laughs> I think. Yeah. But I think the question sometimes is why be or have a mentor, right? Because I feel like there's this fine line as well between mentoring and coaching that's not everybody understands. And what I'm observing as well, working with people is sometimes they don't really understand the fine line and the differences because they haven't been exposed to the actual experience, right? So don't be afraid. My, my guidance, if you may, is don't be afraid to expose yourself to something that you feel is uncomfortable or you just don't understand right now. Give yourselves the gift of learning, honestly. In a mentoring relationship, what you will figure out is how to help and how to be helped, right? You're going to be able to build a ton of trust and rapport. And that's exactly what I now looking inside almost right backwards into my life. All of my mentors, whether they've been in my career or even my personal life, I looked up to those people and I have a ton of trust in, in everything, right? Focus always has been on achieving goals, generating ideas, the actions and the outcomes that were very important to me at that time, and then also reflecting on progress. And right now I can tell you, I'm trying to, again, continue this line of growth and this sort of theme of growth on people through me being involved, not just as a mentee, but also being involved as a mentor within Microsoft right now. We have an amazing program on, you know, women in leadership. It's a mentoring circle program, which I love because I connect with peers, right? And the mentoring piece of it is don't expect somebody to tell you almost like the, the path forward, right? That's not what you can expect as a mentee. But like I said, you can brainstorm, you can get inspired as a mentee. And then as a mentor, if you feel energized to go ahead and share sort of your story to people to nurture growth in others, again, don't go with the fear that they're going to ask from you the path forward. There is no one path forward. And that's where, again, change is such a, almost like this valid theme across everything in life, including mentoring and coaching and everything. There is no one way. There's multiple ways and you better pursue many and you fail at many in order to find the right one, right? So for me, mentoring has honestly been a, like a two-way reciprocal relationship. But then with coaching is really where it gets, I would say, granular. And I love coaching because it's when it's kind of that moment where I am asked those powerful questions that I don't want to ask myself. And I, I love the impact coaching has on me versus mentoring because with coaching, I kind of challenge myself to be a different person, to almost step out of my own shoes, if I can say that, as a coachee, and step out and look at everything I'm doing from a whole different perspective. Because you get really challenged in coaching, right? And, and that's hopefully what every person out there wants to, to see at the end of the day. Put yourself in a challenging situation, go through change, because, you know, nothing great comes out of nothing challenging. So it's all goodness, all goodness. Just bear, bear with yourselves and give yourselves time for all of this. This is so true. When you look at the whole life as an experience, I think whatever you just mentioned right now, has a very deep meaning towards, okay, understanding how you've got to make your decisions based on 
the mentee mentors or like what are the kind of surroundings yeah. you are in or as you said i mean it, coaching is not about showing the path it's all about making the person realize what he is truly worth it and giving him an options of various paths that he can choose from which is best for him yeah that is amazing so i'm i'm pretty sure listeners who are all listening today are going to be messaging your lord on linkedin asking about <laughs> your help for your your coaching aspects of it that would be wonderful because you know the power of many is something we all want to probably enable at one point and and again me being a microsoft employee and and knowing that our company's mission is empowering every you know person and organization to achieve more I feel like I'm not just living up to my own personal values but they're so well connected to this whole broader bigger vision than all of us right so I think this you're right this has deeper meaning and I'm hoping this speaks to everyone out there listening brilliant with keeping all those things in mind so you're right now like working in the business inclusion sector and you're bringing a lot of change in the yeah. way the business is run So how how do you think the change management plays a critical role to deliver business values? Oh yeah, so my BI story. So this is a a very current story for me, right? So I've I've taken on this role of leading the BI and analytics strategy for a specific customer group within Microsoft 2 years ago right before covid mm-hmm. and very soon coming into that role i've realized that there are very few key elements that need to work well so that the program will work well for us and i think i again soon in role realizing the change management is the most that layer that foundation that always is always on happening whatever we do throughout all of our activities is something critical where it needs alignment realignment almost with stakeholders and continuous impact delivery so how i think of of the change management piece I'm, i want to speak first from a bi perspective about program management actually because i'm realizing mm-hmm. it's so critical that we don't look as business intelligence initiatives as a one off thing almost as a project tiny project you know job is done move forward to the next one i think there's a we have the ability with bi these days and and it may be different by industry right it may be different based on the needs of the company your audience works in but i can tell you in tech working with so much data right we do have a lot of changes in our own organization in order to deliver a lot of value and change for the businesses outside that we serve for our customers right so to keep up with all that internal kind of change of orchestration change of sales maybe motions etc bi becomes you know a multitude of small projects so basically the project management piece needs to go hand in hand with very solid operations in order to to become this larger program management umbrella or as a framework right it's almost like we're trying to build a culture of repeatable success because we're no longer in the phase of you know we're going to plan for a five year delivery of something and we're going to take our time to to deliver bi within that bi is something that you know the organization sees and when they see it they want it more and they want it more often basically So how do you Correct. how do you amplify all of that value that BI can bring is something that's really top of mind and I think change honestly makes its way into the solid operations plan that I was talking about through all of the implementations of BI projects that we're doing there's a ton of 
I would say, lots of great ideas and innovations that can come. And that is, again, the, the piece around change. How do you allow it to happen and don't get stuck on a framework that's really rigid of delivering BI projects, right? For us saying that we are agile is almost something that we don't even say anymore because we just live and breathe nonstop innovation and nonstop change, which is awesome because we're seeing that we're able to lead and deliver things in alignment to what the business needs and in full sort of alignment with our strategy by being as open-minded as we, we are proactively, right? So BI for us is something that we proactively think through. How can it be, you know, a space where we manage it with integrity and we have it like a driving force for business value? And this kind of goes, you know, your question, I think it was a great one around the whole deliver of business value. I think that point Mm -hmm. is extremely important because like I was saying, I think BI has evolved a ton over the years. And now since the question for me is really how can we better plan and execute everything? And how can we almost look at imperatives and must-haves for BI success? But the bottom line or the starting point to everything is what is that strategic importance that we're seeing business intelligence having in the business? So for everyone out there, I think it's very obvious when I say business information, analysis, and decision support, those are the three pieces of a BI world, right? Given if you are to pursue these things and deliver them in the context of really the primary business processes, I think that's when you can help that business that you work with deliver their outcomes, right? So in very simple terms for me, it's honestly, how can I make sure that the work we're delivering on is 100% aligned to just the strategy we have, right? We don't maybe have time right now to innovate on something you know, futuristic. How do I now give the organization what it needs to achieve their outcomes really faster? So how do we spend time to to figure out the optimization of the processes. And I think that's, again, where change comes to to mind, right? Because you need to be able to not not just have that alignment to strategy and execution, but how do you provide rapid time to value? And how do you provide the opportunity to change the way you, you process things, the way your business is run, and then the outcome of all that change be made visible in all the layer of BI, right? In all the analysis you offer, all the reports or the dashboards, and the, basically the measurement of success, pretty much. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's too deep into all the program management tips and tricks. So that's definitely going to help a lot of, lot of listeners to understand more about how we can go about talking about like in terms of the program management, understanding about as a business intelligence point of view as well. Mm-hmm. So what are the strategic importance of business intelligence as as you say? Because the general management perspective, so there's so many things that actually works around in terms of business intelligence. So could you talk about it as well? Yeah, definitely. So for me again, the the whole BI space is about three things. It's really the business information, the analysis and creating that decision support framework, right? BI mm-hmm. is not a project, definitely. BI is, you know, it's got nothing to do, Some most of the time it's got nothing to do with, with technology. It's more about the 
forward. It's almost about, you know, BI is about business by the end of the day. It's all about business, yeah. actually, right? It's business intelligent. Some people get lost in the idea of technology. Yes, technology helps it work, right? We all love our analytical tools. We all love our dashboard creation, whatever pieces of tech we have. And, and I'm the biggest fan of them, as you can imagine, you know, embracing our Power BI developments and, and enhancements and all of that. But I don't want to forget that ultimately a BI initiative, the value of any BI initiative actually, right, is ultimately driven by the insight it provides and the impact it helps create. So that's for me where BI is strategically important because you take a strategy in the business, you look at exactly all the levers you have to execute that strategy and all the pieces around sales and marketing and orchestration and roles and you know our ability to serve different customers and what's that customer journey. And those accumulated pieces of insight, if they are able to become actionable, right, to become really something that is giving either people in executing the business like sellers in my case or the management team or maybe the leadership team insights on how to monitor how to better analyze and maybe pick different ways of executing or orchestrate themselves better i think that's where the thing around impact starts to come and the impact really turns behind to a strategic element for any business out there right and also what i want to call out is in order to make something strategically important like BI is, you need to find a way to tell people, either internally or externally, that not all the data matters. And I feel so weird to say that coming from a you know a person in a role working with data. But the truth is not everything that counts can be counted and not everything that can be counted honestly counts. This is like, I remember this, it's ingrained in my brain, right? It's something that Einstein said. I didn't say it, but it's so true, right? So making something strategically important is also being very obvious about what's its impact and what is noise. What is noise? We don't want to get lost in the noise because data can be taking us to places of exploration potentially, but by the end of the day, what delivers outcomes is something you want to pursue, right? Absolutely. So having that capability to generate and show your organization that your efforts are improving the decision-making capabilities of that organization stands out as something really of strategic importance. Brilliant. Yes, that is so true. So when you're talking about business intelligence or BI, so how is BI at Microsoft creating values? It's something that, again, I'm trying to keep it simple if possible. Mm -hmm. And this, again, is where change is almost like the hidden pillar across it all. But for us, in order to look at are we creating or not creating value through the older BI projects that we're driving is I'm looking at three things, honestly. I'm looking at performance management. I'm looking at process improvement and decision support. So what does that mean? So performance management is really back to the point that not all data matters, right? Mm -hmm. What is that framework that I know I need to spend most of our time on to make sure that everything we measure drives the outcome that our strategy needs to be driven. So that's very simple terms, right? But measuring really truly what matters and what is that finish line to, you know, when we were all able to grasp 
growth and progress in our outcomes is something that I spend a ton of time making sure that we effectively plan, execute, monitor, and refine, honestly, all of our operations. Process improvement is another piece of information that I look into to evaluate whether value has been brought to the business. And basically all the reports and all the insights and all the things we do, they're meant to provide people in sales and marketing understanding of their execution efforts. Any type of execution is aligned with a very specific process, business process that we are almost architecting, you know, before starting to measure, of course. So for me, understanding whether our insights of delivering on that process is extremely critical. But then I'm also spending a ton of time working with people either in the, you know, corporate world or maybe in the subsidiaries to understand how can we improve our processes, our business processes, now that we are seeing through the data lens, interesting and new insights, right? So having almost that attitude of saying anything is possible and anything is changeable around here, as long as we're clear how to make those decisions, right? Which takes me into the decision support, actually, piece of it. And as long as all of the work we're doing taps into supporting people at different levels in the organizations, leaders, managers, or maybe sellers, make decisions about either changing the strategy or orchestrating the, the execution differently, then I also feel like our projects, our BI projects are actually delivering value for the business. So it's almost like we're, I think for me, it's creating values, unifying the organization, almost in this kind of perspective of what BI is mm-hmm. and always trying to be there as an initiative. It sees change happening and embarks new waves of change in order to continually grow the business. Perfect. And you mentioning about change as a leader. Fun journey. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's so much to go dive deep into understanding, okay, what are the values that are being created at BI or Latsa and, and Microsoft with the business mm-hmm. intelligence factor. But you're also mentioning about there's a lot of strategy and agility that goes into this. So what is change agility versus what is change strategy for BI? Oh, yeah. So it's, again, trying to simplify things, how we, we look at change agility versus change strategy. I want to look at it very simplistic in the sense that change agility is the hard side of change almost, right? It's changing processes, it's changing structures, changing decision-making systems by the end of the day. On the other end, that's something we all have to do, right? Mm-hmm. In order to break complexity, in order to actually not overly complicate everything that we have, but make things achievable and allow almost like micromanaging small efforts that will actually, if we do them fast enough and quick enough, they're going to impact bigger change. But then the change strategy, I think that's the soft side of change because Mm -hmm. that's the piece where, you know, people and process come together and people is working on kind of our ability to influence change throughout the organization, to be able to learn and also to impact more learning in the organization an adaptation of everything that we do. And then it's also about in almost, how should I call it? It's a peer-to-peer model of driving change that we're, we're seeing very, very critical to any change initiative, right? So what I want to say with that, and again, back to maybe a BI world, 
there's things that we are able to do from a corporate standpoint, for example, and there's specific projects we want to take on because we know they will serve the business well. Mm -hmm. But then in our change journey, in our change management journey of delivering impact and value, we need to have people on board, right? We need to have a ton of folks that are not just told, hey, here's a new metric for you to, to manage your business, or hey, here's a new dashboard for you to capture that you know, missed opportunity, but we want people to actually be on board with everything we're saying. And that's why I think this whole peer-to-peer contribution is so critical. And for me, working, you know, with a lot of folks worldwide, I'm actually trying to create almost networks of knowledge sharing, if you may, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm not going to hold the ultimate truth in terms of anything, right? Nobody does, nobody can. But I think if we allow people to step in and participate in the way we do this whole BI program management and how we land different things. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when we tap into the power of many, right? The power of, of the users, the power of those involved in sales every day. And we can potentially even enable more impact through that. This is interesting. And you know, one more thing, I think if the listeners are able to listen to the background noise, so I'd like to state to everyone that Alina has been really kind enough to come on the show today with us, talk, <laughs> talk about all these things, despite being with a family at Mania. She's on a vacation and I really understand the pain of working from mm-hmm. home or working from family with all the noises. I hope I hope we can actually yes. kind of reduce it a little bit for the audiences in, in the next while in the production stage. So that's perfect, Bang, because that's the opportunity to get to know the real me. Absolutely. Right? We all have... I think with this whole work from home and virtual environments, we're trying to still be polished, I'm noticing, right? We're still trying to almost look like, even virtually, we can be almost this perfect shape of the backgrounds are awesome and the noise is not there. The truth is, sometimes it's very messy. There's nothing polished and that's a perfect example right there. But again, how do you deal with change? You just stay smooth and real because that's all we've got. Our authentic selves are our best selves. (laughs) Very true because I think there's this notion of perfection that's gone right now because everybody is having some other things happening in the background or within themselves. So it's all, all that matters is what you're bringing on the table. Like, okay, if this is good, yes. cool. I mean, whatever the content or whatever the details that we are discussing right now here makes sense. I think people are going to love it, irrespective of okay, what the background noise is, because everybody knows we are at home. You're not in the office surrounded by all the walls that can absorb the noise. So that's, this is natural. Yeah. <laughs> what are the final things that you think about, okay, is going to be important? What are the measures that matters in terms of PI or anything related to that? Yeah, so to wrap it up, I would say change is here to stay, has always been here, will always be here. And being a person, me and my role leading BI for a business as huge as Microsoft is a blessing. Mm -hmm. But by the end of the day, what it comes down to, and this is probably something not just for me and my role, but for many of you in the audience right now, is measure what matters, right? For anyone working with data, Don't get lost into the hype of big data, but really find the things that are meaningful to optimize the business, to optimize the way you run it, to optimize the way you can grow it and almost have this powerful culture 
within yourselves to to look at activities, but to understand productivity. Because I think this is extremely, extremely important. And and I know I am a very, should I say, driven person in general. I, I mean, you could probably tell throughout our conversation, I'm intentional about the things that I do. And I always pursue challenging situations. Like I don't I don't like easy, smooth operating stuff because it's just boring to me. That's not how I grow in life. So what I want to say is, even if you're like me or not, by the end of the day, there's a lot going on for all of us, right? Whether you want to have a lot going on like I do, or maybe you don't, you want to be left alone. But, you know, guess what? The world is still going to change and it's still going to be tough and messy sometimes while smooth and almost calm at other times. The point is all of this activity is meant to teach you something, right? Mm-hmm. It's meant to teach you, you know, how do you perceive the pieces of, of productivity, the value of all the activities. And I think that's where every business is going to honestly celebrate potentially more successes, but really being able to avoid almost the negative impact of being lost in activities by being very clear on what drives productivity for each and every one of you and for your businesses. This is awesome. I think that's the best way to wrap it up about all the all the details that we that we discussed <laughs> today. And so going forward, so these are a few of the questions that we normally ask all the guests, Alina. Sure. So the first thing is one resource that you suggest our people can follow. It's hard to, to ask me a question about one resource because I'm a learner <laughs> at heart. <laughs> so uh, I thought I about that. Okay, I can give you maybe professional, personal, and then BI related. And that may be probably a better way. But that works. That works. And, and we can consider it one by category then. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important because I, I really want to land with people this whole concept of change. I think it's from a professional mm-hmm. standpoint, what I have loved to read about is the book called Impact. I think it's Impact 21st Century Change Management. It's a longer title, but it's written by Paul Gibbons. And the full title, if we need to give this to the audience, I'm happy to give it. But it's something that's going to give you more details on the soft side of change that I just mentioned earlier, right? There's a hard side of change, but then there's a soft side, which is probably the most critical pieces of it. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. From a personal growth perspective, I would say, I am an avid reader. I'm a book club type of person. Honestly, I have my daily rituals every day. I wake up early around five or six and I read something, whatever it is. The one thing I want to say is one book that I'm now actually going through and it's fascinating. It's called Ego is the Enemy and it's written by Ryan Holiday. He's an amazing writer. He has multiple Mm -hmm. best-selling books. But this one specifically, I think it's going to start to generate some sense of, I don't know, almost for me, for example, it has generated a feeling of shame potentially that I was Mm -hmm. the person I was for many years because I'm now looking at it from a whole different perspective. But then it's also generating a sense of curiosity to think, hey, can I be different? Can everything not just be about me? And it has been about me probably for multiple years, even when I was pursuing growth and and trying to create an impact for others, I was doing it from a lens of how does it benefit me as well, right? So I'm now trying to shift my perspectives and I'm hoping people will love reading that. And from a BI perspective, I would say 
I remember reading this book when I came to roll just to have a refresher on everything. Mm -hmm. It's a book called Hyper, Changing the Way You Think About Plan and Execute Business Intelligence for Real Results Real Fast. And it's written by Gregory Stiffing. It's an amazing, I would say, conceptually simple book to understand and ground yourselves around the concept of BI. So I always recommend this one to anybody coming, maybe new to a role, whether you were formally trained on BI projects or not, it still grounds you on the power of how you can amplify BI, honestly, in your organization. I don't know if you, we're going to probably give people my contact as well, details. I'm happy to see who's interested to exchange perspectives, right, on any of these resources that I'm sharing right now. Thank you. Thank you for all the suggestions, Alina. So coming to the last question of the show. So how can our audience reach out to you? Because you've been a mentor, you've been a coach, you've discussed everything about how to bring the best within you or talk about the soft change and all the other aspects of life. So how do you think people can reach out to you? I would say the best way, and again, to keep things simple, I love the simplicity theme as well as the change theme. Let's start Mm -hmm. with LinkedIn. I would love to follow up with anyone interested to provide either your own perspective on our topic today, or maybe, you know, you want to be connected and enrich your network as well with my own perspective. Whichever reason, you know, drives you to talk to me over LinkedIn, I'll be very grateful for that. (laughs) That's so sweet. You have a great time with your family in your vacations right now. And uh, keep making this great impact to the industry as well as to your peers around you kind of to help coach and mentor to be the best. And I wish to connect back with you soon, Alina, for the next new, more interesting topic. Thank you so much for coming on the show, despite being on a vacation around the family. And thank you. Thank you once again. No, thank you, Shabang. Thank you to all the production team for making this possible and to your audience for being an honest, continuous audience that keeps track of everything we're talking about here. Hopefully this brings impact for you all. Thank you. Thank you, Alina. Bye-bye. Talk soon, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV.